yeah, and that cow is getting more pissed off. And we got to try and get her into the trailer. And he just looks at me and he goes, hey, guess what? You're the only one here who's not married, doesn't have kids. Guess what your job's going to be? Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here. It is Greg with the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. Thank you for being here and spending a little bit of your day learning something new. We are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people that move through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I hope you are as excited as I am to get to this week's episode. Here we go. Hey, all right, friends, we're back here for another episode of The Wisdom of the Wilderness. And it's snowing here. Snowing a lot and cold, like negative Fahrenheit cold. Uh, But that's okay. It's actually been really pretty. And what I think is awesome is there's freaking nobody outside. So I can go for a run. I can go for a walk. I can go meander down by the river. I see maybe two people. It's been pretty freaking wonderful. There is something magical about being outside when it's snowy and cold, feeling the crunch of snow under your boots or your shoes, as it were, and uh, even to, um, yeah, fall all the way up to your hip into uh, fresh powder. That's uh, unexpected, but it is something that's really cool. Been making some snow angels, been throwing snowballs, and just going out and listening to the river, you know? seeing a river full of little icebergs and the rumble and crumble and cracking of of ice and water uh, as the temperature is so cold has been really neat and just a brand new experience to me that I'm really grateful for. And as I was down there earlier this evening, just watching and listening to the river, watching the moon glisten off the water, I started pondering some of the message the river might have for me personally, but also what some of those messages and some of those illusions are, some of the wisdom that we can take from bodies of water that show up as rivers. And turns out there's some really cool ones uh, that may, may resonate for something you're going through in life right now, or... Well, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of different things that could be showing up in your life. So starting off, one of the first things is um, rivers flow in a specific direction. So going with the flow can sometimes be the best thing that you can do. Um, you know, we all think of the amount of energy. Think of it being in a canoe, right? It's going to take a lot of energy to paddle upstream against the current. It's going to be a lot easier to flow along with the current. So... You know, perhaps things are opening up in your life, maybe not in a direction that you anticipated it might be, but a, a job or a relationship partner, a new boyfriend or girlfriend is showing up. Um, maybe things are there and everything that you've wanted is in one direction, but maybe it looks a little bit different than you might have expected. Uh, the person is not over six feet tall or... Uh, the job requires moving or something else, but uh, could you go with the flow perhaps and you know, be carried along on the current of magic that's opening up? Who knows? But that was the first one, and that really got me thinking too, you know, as I was watching those icebergs flow through the mighty elk down there. 
just seeing they're just going along for the ride. Some of them, some of them hit, you know, the other chunks of ice and the frozen snow and uh, stop moving. Uh, other ones will keep flowing down that river and eventually hit the lake and yeah, maybe freeze solid, maybe not, but they're going along for the ride. So, you know, we've got the current and uh, can you, can you go with the flow of how things are opening up in your life? Uh, next thing I thought about is, you know, rivers, rivers flow at different speeds. Now, you know, I'm out here. Um, the river was up super high and was actually flooding about a month and a half ago, a month ago. Who remembers now? Days don't really mean anything. Time is experienced differently. But the river was up high. It was a bank full discharge, you know, overflowing the banks, had some flooding. But then at other times of the year, it just slowed down. So, you know, around October, that river was pretty low and there was all kinds of rocks visible, all kinds of little log jams visible. And you could really see, see the way that rivers start to flow and um, rivers come alive. You know, I think many people, well, I don't know. I'm a geography major, Geo bachelor of science, um, geomorphology, big focus. So I got to stop and go, oh yeah, that's right. Not everybody studied this in school. You know, think of... Think of water running down a hill, it'll take the most direct path. And then as that slope starts to get lower and lower, then it starts to meander a little bit. And sometimes you get the oxbows, which are the big sinuous curves of a river. Maybe you've seen some examples down uh, the old banks of the Mississippi River is a classic one. But as the water flows along, uh, there's always, there's an inner bank and there's an outer bank. And uh, you might slow down and meander on the inner bank as the water's going faster around the outer banks. So, you know, not all rivers are flowing at uh, the speed of white lightning out there. There are some that are just nice and slow. And that is a, a good reminder too, as we're in the fall or as we're in the, the winter to, to slow down and meander around a little bit. That's uh, also a great advice for when you go outside or just in, in life in general is, you know, can you slow down? Can you get out of the hustle and bustle? Can you just meander along? If I go out for a walk, you know, could I just go and mosey through the snow, go and take a look at what catches my eye, see where, see where the little birds are trying to nest or fly off, uh, go and see which tree the beavers have been after this week, uh, go and watch the, the elk and the, or the, the eagle and the crow, um, go and look and see where the elk have bedded down. Can I slow down and meander or, you know, the, the pace that we're conditioned to thinking of normal, which is not normal, but normalized, uh, hustle, bustle, go, 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 be caffeinated, be underslept, be overstressed. Uh, that's not cool. So can we just slow down and meander and stop and appreciate? That's what the river can remind us. <laughs> the next big one, uh, I'm sure people have all seen and or heard of and or experienced being in the rapids and seeing some of those huge rocks that become obstacles in the river, or maybe sweepers and strainers, if you have ever been canoeing or rafting, you know what those terms are. Um, but you know, with the river, uh, the river goes around the obstacles, finds a path of least resistance. Water always finds a way. What was it that Malcolm said in Jurassic Park? Life always finds a way. A river always finds a way. 
think of, I mean, gosh, some of the huge canyons that have been then carved out and some of the magic that we've got in the Grand Canyon and some of the canyons of Utah. I was just reading about Palo Duro Canyon uh, down in Texas. But to see, you know, what, how has water helped to shape those by going around the obstacles, going around the things that are more resistant? And that's really cool. And that's a great reminder for life, too. Is there an obstacle in my path? Okay, perhaps I'll pick a different direction. Um, example from my life, hey, I decided I was going to go to grad school. And when I thought of staying in Winterfell for that, uh, all kinds of obstacles popped up from people not replying to emails to people discouraging me from even applying to people being quite condescending. Whereas when I began communicating with people in US and A, I noticed there was a lot less obstacles and there were a lot more opportunities. So I could have forged my way through and stuck with something that clearly the universe was showing me is a no, or followed go with the flow follow the path of least resistance go around the obstacles and have a magical experience where i was valued and accepted and wanted and recruited so that was really cool so you know can we go around the obstacles and still get to our goal ah oh gosh yeah wow what else is there um downstream rivers have an upstream and a downstream upstream the headwaters usually the mountains where you know, snow melts and the river and uh, little little things of water coalesce and then form larger, larger and larger and larger, and then uh, those streams become rivers. So, you know, when we're flowing along, uh, it's there's always things to consider. Um, what's happening downstream? You know, what's upstream? What's downstream? There are all kinds of ways that that comment and that advice can be taken from, you know, what's uh, what's the impact of your actions that you're having um, on, you know, future generations, uh, on the rest of your life, uh, on your day, um, you know, so just be be aware of uh, the way that, that actions can have an impact. And, uh, you know, rivers have current, so, you know, stay current. Uh, where are you, right? Where are you? What is happening? What is going on? Are you aware of your surroundings? Um, and then, you know, this is this is a slightly bit of a different one, but it's a quote that I came across, and I've never heard of the writer before, and never heard of the book that apparently it's quoted from. But I thought it really was an interesting quote, and I'm going to share it, and I hope I get everything correct with the pronunciation here, because it's got a different perspective. Um, but one that really resonates. So the quote goes as follows. I thought how lovely and how strange a river is. A river is a river, always there. And yet the water flowing through it is never the same water and is never still. It is always changing and is always on the move. And over time, the river itself changes too. It widens and deepens as it rubs and scours, gnaws and kneads, eats and bores its way through the land. Even the greatest rivers, the Nile and the Ganges, the Yangtze and the Mississippi, the Amazon and the great gray-green greasy Limpopo, all set about with fever trees, must have been no more than trickles and flickering streams before they grew into mighty rivers. That's a quote by uh, Aidan Chambers uh, from This Is All, the pillow book of Cordelia Ken. And what jumped out at me from that quote uh, is the beginning. Uh, river's river always there, but the water flowing it is never the same. 
And it reminded me of actually a quote that I saw a couple days ago, um, you know, which uh, say a man, something to do with when a man crosses a river, the same man never crosses the same river twice, for he is never the same man and the river is never the same day to day. And that that really stuck with me. We're all changing, changing and flowing and things are different. Um, and where rivers are like beaches where there's a little difference every day. And I mean, gosh, I notice this um, living out in Alberta, going down to the river after work every day and seeing the change in the color of the water, the smell of the water, the vegetation on the banks, the current flows, the people who are there. It's, it's never the same and it's, it's never still. So take that to today even standing out there on the banks in the snow as it's minus i don't know eight or something fahrenheit was the only one out there but as i look i can i can fix my gaze and i can see water i can see there's water moving and i can pick a point and there's all this water moving over but the water's that point is not moving that water is moving but it's different water. It's never the same water. It's never still. So it was really interesting for me just to have that perspective of here I am looking for stillness and I'm finding stillness and movement and quiet and movement. Makes a lot of sense in my brain. Maybe you had to be there. But with everything, you know, life is always changing. Humans are always changing. We are not the same person day to day. There are there are changes in physiology, there are changes in mindset, there are changes in belief systems. Things are always changing. And with with a river, that does give us a, a representation. You know, think of if you're in North America. Well, if you're in North America, think of you know the Mississippi River flooding pretty much every year, uh, somewhere in in uh, different um, places in Winterfell flooding every year. Um, you know, if you're down in Australia, think of the wet and the dry, you know, bone dry no moisture to be found during during the dry and then you hit the wet and you can be under you know 10 feet of water uh sitting on top of those planes so you know the the way the rivers move it reminds us that nothing is ever fixed there's always transient there's always movement going on there's always a cycle going on as well you know water water and river is part of the water cycle so it's going to go to the ocean it'll be transpired evaporated up and or evaporated up transpired from the trees um turn into water vapor become a cloud hit a ccn and then fall back as rain so you know that water that i was looking at earlier tonight in the dark um some of that is stuff that the dinosaurs would have drank some of that is stuff that quanta parker would have drank some of that you know, maybe that was what uh, William Wallace or Joan of Arc or Aphrodite drank. It's uh, it's really interesting when you start to think about that and the the cycles and going with the flow, and especially just to to have the chance to go slow down and stare at a river for five minutes, for ten minutes. That really was a huge mental health piece for me today. Just a nice way to 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 disconnect disconnect from the hustle and bustle and reconnect with everything that is inside of me. So that was super cool. And yeah, I'm very curious what people's experiences have been, uh, being out on the river, you know, are you a canoe guide? Are you a canoer? Are you a rafter? Are you a kayaker? Are you afraid of water? Are you a fisherman? 
Do you like to go swimming or hop in a tube when it's hot in the summer? There are so many things that, that rivers offer us, and I feel grateful for the opportunities I had working in tourism and being, being in a different place where the mountains weren't nearby to go and experience what summer's like on the river because it really is a cool place and a, a different perspective that you may not get. Um, you know, if you're other places. So that's in a nutshell, some of the experience and some of the, the wisdom, the advice that a river can, can give us and share with us. Uh, a river runs through it. Um, I mean, gosh, that's a super popular book, but there's always, there's always different things that are out there. And one of the really cool things with being in nature is that we can stop and appreciate that. And we can look around, I can hear the water. I could be in the water of a river. I could stand on the banks and appreciate the river. There's so many ways that I can connect with it. So maybe you can too. Or maybe not. Maybe you're just going to sit back and relax, and that's okay too. But uh, if it resonates, I would love to start hearing some stories people have about transformative experiences that they've had different places in nature, and maybe we'll start with that huh? as a request, you know? Send, send a message to me, wisdom of the wilderness at protonmail.com. What have been, what have been, or what is a transformative experience you had somehow related to a river? And hey, I'll share one more story as we wrap this up. Maybe. Uh, Colorado River. I am barely out of the hospital. It is spring break a number of years ago now. And I get invited to go backpacking in the Grand Canyon. And when y'all get a chance to go to the Grand Canyon, that energy in that canyon is amazing. And we left about eight inches of snow on the south rim in an unexpected spring blizzard. Hiked down somewhere I lost a water bottle on one of the benches in the snow, but eh, whatever, it happens. Maybe I'll go back and find it one day. Might even still be there. Who knows? Uh we got down to Hans Rapids, right on the Colorado River. Camped at that campsite right there. It was 70 degrees by that point. We left eight inches of snow on the rim. It was 70 degrees, same day, bottom of the Grand Canyon. Incredible. But to sit there and see such a powerful and mighty river, and one that is so magical and majestic, but also so intertwined with the history of settlement in the West and everything from you know, the 100th Meridian and John Wesley Powell and the discouragement of settlement into arid lands to the shenanigans with the Colorado River Compact, et cetera, et cetera. The Colorado River really does ha tie into the history of the, the settlement of the West and the expansion of the frontier. And it's it was magical just to sit there and have been working on a, a school project at the time and just sit there and watch sunset and watch moonrise and then watch sunrise right on the bank of the river in such a magical place. And that was, that was huge to me. That was a huge trip, but that experience of going to, you know, get, get water from the Colorado river and let it settle and then filter it. That truly was a transformative experience for me to just sit and, put my feet in that frigid water in <laughs> at spring break. Um, that was different, but 
again, it's a magical place, and that is on my list of places to return to and spend more time on that particular river to uh, figure out a way to get one of those permits and uh, float it, paddle it, kayak it. Who knows? It'll be magical. And who knows? Maybe you'll join me. Maybe we can make that happen. Do a trip for all the listeners. But all right, that is it for the river episode. Please do. I'm, I'm curious to hear your stories of how rivers have transformed your life or what knowledge and meaning or wisdom you might have from them. So wisdom of the wilderness at protonmail.com. Please send me a message. There's also a way to do a voice message on anchor.fm, which is what I record with. So maybe I can check that out and we'll click the button and uh, we can play some of them beginning of episodes. But all right, on that note, friends, stay warm, stay dry, opt outside. Please get some fresh air into your lungs at some point in the day and wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I wish you a good day, a good night, and a good life. And we'll catch you on the next episode of The Wisdom of the Wilderness. And thank you very much for joining me on today's episode, friends. It is always fun for me to record these, and I do hope you get a lot out of them. As always, if you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends, your family members, your colleagues, your coworkers, your hairdresser, the guy at the restaurant, uh, wherever you're going. I do my best to research these and give a lot of good information, and there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from hearing the stories and also having that perspective shift that can come along with, with listening. As well, if you get a chance, I do encourage you. It really helps me out if you can leave a five-star review at the podcast platform you're listening to, as well as maybe even write something. So uh, yeah, if you get a chance, please do that. I prefer Apple Podcasts is how I list the things, but I know that uh, Stitcher's out there, Spotify's out there, Google Play or Google Podcasts, there's a whole bunch of them. So if you get a chance, please do drop a five-star rating and leave a review. That would be fantastic. And with that, have a wonderful day, friends. We will catch you on the next episode of The Wisdom of the Wilderness. Mm -hmm.